0: Welcome to the Wise Roots podcast. My name is Hugo Menard, and my guest today is Dr. Eric Pearl. Dr. Eric Pearl ran a chiropractic practice in Los Angeles before discovering reconnective healing. One day his patients began to report healings when he simply held his hands near them without him physically touching them. So he went in search of the universal wisdom behind what was happening. Unlike today's known forms of energy healing, this work is practiced without complex techniques or elaborate rituals. Through Dr. Pearl's journey of research and discovery, it became clear that the appropriate name for this work is Reconnective Healing. Now recognized and supported by science, Reconnective Healing facilitates healings for people that are often instantaneous and can last a lifetime. Feeling compelled to teach others, Dr. Eric's work has taken him to over 100 countries, affecting millions of people's lives. Dr. Eric's hope is that one day, Everyone will learn to access this natural ability. Uh, People will use it to heal themselves and others. He is the author of the book, The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself. Uh, And if you read this book, you'll read the extraordinary events along Eric's journey, as well as uh, how to practice this, or at least the beginnings. He is the co-author of Solomon Speaks on Reconnecting Your Life. And his latest book, which he co-authored with Gillian Fleer, is titled The Direct Path to Healing a trinity of energy, light, and information. So welcome, Eric.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's um, I I guess we could be on a journey. We're starting with the very first book from um, that um, I wrote approximately in the year 2000, Reconnective Healing First showed up um, on a Thursday in August of 1993, and I can't tell you which one because I didn't realize the significance it would take on and um then next couple of visits we'll come back and hit the other two books <laughs> with the co-authors
0: well um, i think we might be able to touch on the three because i i get a sense okay. that there's a lot of inter- interconnection and some of my questions i was thinking i've got a feeling that you've answered this in the next two books somewhere so we we might get around to it in a bit of an organic way okay I would like to start where just very basically for people to have a bit of a better understanding of Reconnective Healing. Can you describe it in a bit more depth?
1: You know, um, I could say no. I could say yes, and let's, let's try. Mm-hmm. Um, because here's the thing. Healing, true healing is not of form, it's formless. Our words are a form. So here we are, Hugo, looking to explore an answer that is formless, and all I've got are tools of form to put it together with I mean our words are form you know the the, the color that we see um, you know on the walls the texture that we feel the fragrances that we smell these are forms and words describe this healing we're always looking for we're looking for healing in one way relationships in our careers um, In our financial accounts, we're looking for healing in so many different places. And why are we looking for it? We're looking for it because we don't realize that we already are it. And that's a difficult concept for the linear mind. We think that it's going to come to us instead of realizing that um, it will reveal itself to us. The presence that is will reveal itself to us. Now, this sort of sounds like, oh, God, I'm not going to learn anything here. It's one of those, you know, greeting cards that says everything is love and you're already that which you are looking for. And, you know, those those phrases and thoughts, the way that they are often served up to us um, can be a bit, dull we don't really we go i heard it i heard it i heard it and we don't really stop to take it in to us allow it to absorb and assimilate mainly because it's not the way we perceive these things to be and it's not what the personality is looking for the ego the personality is going oh don't give me that crap about my yeah I'm already the healing that I'm looking for. If I was, then my leg would work better, or I wouldn't have these you know aches and pains and 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 all these things. Um, so it's sort of like well, it's not just sort of like it is. It's recognizing that we are infinite beings. I mean, Hugo, you um. What's the word I want to use for infinite? Um, I don't want to say everlasting because that implies time. Ever-present. The ever-presence that is Hugo Menard existed before the physical body of Hugo Menard and will continue afterwards. But the physical body is a limited or finite glimpse. It has edges. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Every experience, by virtue of being an experience, has a beginning, a middle, and an end. But what happens when we have an experience, meaning limited or finite, experience of the infinite? During a reconnective healing experience, although the experience is finite, you glimpse the infinite that you are. And each glimpse brings about a series of ongoing glimpses, and these glimpses of who we are as consciousness or as awareness begins to show. Sometimes over what appears to be time, and other times outside of time itself, and what we call instantaneous—if instant wasn't another word described describing time—but um, immediately that we glimpse the awareness that we are and we bring that into our daily lives and each time we experience healing especially through reconnective healing what we call energy light and information we glimpse again which brings about more series of ongoing glimpses and suddenly we say what is it that 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 person is walking around so differently than here she was before so vibrantly alive the attitude the facial expressions the interactions what's going on with us that suddenly my my relationship or my parents who were never interested in anything I had to say or my kids who were never interested in anything I had to say are now coming to me asking me questions around topics that they always thought were ridiculous and they can't get enough of my input what's happening Because the infinite being that we are is healing. It draws, it attracts healing. You know, we look outside, we walk outside in the street and we see, you know, infinite numbers, crowds of people. Essentially, we see eight billion souls walking around this planet, you know, and different um, gender and gender identities, and different age groups, and you know, different personalities and natures, and we think of them as individuals. We even use that word in English. How many individuals do you know? But what's really individual? If you look out of the ocean and you see all these waves, do you call them individuals? Or do you recognize that they're just different ways of showing up of that same ocean? the eight billion souls that we appear to be individuals that we appear to be is really different ways that we are showing up as one being healing becomes the shared experience of our one being and in that it's infinite so you can't really even well, never mind. I'm about to go so far. You don't even really want to go there. It's only your first question. You may never ask. Me I really do want to go there. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way I was going to phrase this, and I just um and I just put it in here somewhere. Let me find it. But healing is really a shared experience of our one being and i want to say i'm going to put it right here i wrote it in my notes a minute ago as i was going to share oh oh it's a taste of our shared being that was the word i was looking for taste it's really a taste of our shared being you know the the excitement really is when um when a ripple Recognizes that it is not the entire body of water, or no. Let me rephrase it: that the ripple is the body of water, and simultaneously, it's almost a. It, it's also a ripple.
0: This is now, why people use poetry and song to describe these things. I think correct.
1: Correct, correct,
0: correct. This ties into one of the questions I had when I was reading a book Well, on something you said, which is, you know, on one hand you have healing, on the other hand you have disease. And you wrote that it's not the disease or infirmity that heals, it's the person. Which I found really right. fascinating. Could you tie that into what you're saying here?
1: Yeah, I think I can. Um, let me think about it. Let's try it this way. There's nothing wrong with the with the deviation.
0: Okay. As in the deviation from health?
1: No, the deviation itself, which you might be referring to as the illness, for example. Okay. The being, the person, has the healing. The illness isn't sick or well, and ultimately neither is the person. I can feel that we're about to go somewhere and I don't even know where it is yet, but we're we're starting. Um, your beingness is always perfect. It's always perfect. But how the wave shows itself, maybe one way, maybe another, maybe more desired or less desired. Your being is always perfect, but our manifestations fluctuate. The manifestations change. So, measles don't heal. The person may heal from measles, but really all that is is that they're coming back to their wholeness and the measles are no longer manifesting in a certain way.
0: Okay. That's a quite a significant, it's a poor English sentence, quite a significant deep shift in understanding or in looking at it. Okay. Yeah. Because certainly when I was reading the book, thinking about this, uh, there wasn't that deeper understanding. So that's quite fascinating and wonderful.
1: Well, part of the reason was the book was written in 2000. The book was written according to the way according to the way everything appeared. So, what how did things appear? So, I I know you want a little bit of the beginning story because you told me that earlier. So, I'll do that in brief. Um, I practiced as a chiropractor, and somewhere in my 12th year in practice, a few strange things happened, and it's all in the book. So, we don't really need to go through everything that's already in the reconnection because people may be here looking for something different. Um, But I will say, I I went to bed one night thinking I was a doctor. I came back in on a Monday and I was something else. My parents always said, you're something else, but this is not what they meant. A lamp next to my bed, as you know, turned itself on, woke me up. I saw that my bedroom door, which was closed when I went to sleep, was open. I felt that people were in the house with me, so I got up bravely. I grabbed the largest knife I could, uh, an old, empty, probably can of pepper spray from a self-defense course I had taken maybe 10 years before that and uh, my doberman pincher and i went looking through the house i couldn't find anyone and i finally decided it was my imagination although it didn't feel that way and i went back to bed i did notice oddly enough that when i reached over to turn the lamp off to rotate that little knob that clicks on and clicks off it was only half rotated on it wasn't clicked into place and my personality has a little too much ocd to half turn on a knob it's either clicked on or it's clicked off doors are locked toothpaste caps are screwed on tightly you know so i knew that wasn't me and i just thought to myself well whoever it is if they let me wake up in the morning they do but i'm going to bed um and when i went into my office you know strange things started happening well strange maybe not strange at all but unusual for me um, to have noticed. My patients told me they could feel my hands when I was not touching them. And so I held my hands near their bodies. Their bodies went into involuntary movements. Um, one of my first patients of that morning um, came in in a wheelchair. How do I know he came in in a wheelchair? Because I was one of the only chiropractors you could ever go to who actually had a... Um, I was on a second floor of a walk-up building without an elevator, so we would have to carry the patients in wheelchairs up. And now, well, he left without the wheelchair. Um, and didn't need it again ever. And other healings like that were happening that day. My patient, my employees were already trying to figure out what was going on. Because I walked in before I started seeing patients, and they started saying to me, What happened to you over the weekend? You look different and you sound different. And I just sort of ignored that. And then these healings started happening, and more went on. So as I'm observing this. I'm noticing feelings in my hands. I would stand near my patients and I'd feel sensations in my hands. And as I'd play with the feeling, not touching them, their eyebrows would move up and down, their facial muscles would twitch, their feet would go up and down. When they opened their eyes, they told me they were seeing colors they'd never seen and smelling flowers they have never smelled. Parents of younger kids are calling the, my practice the next day after they were there and said, what's going on? My son's not having seizures any longer. Um, cerebral palsy, epilepsy patients are walking and running normally. And, but it felt like something was coming in or through. Now We could focus on in or through, but really, why don't we just focus on something? Because something implies something other, than us. Mm -hmm. That's the way it looks. It looks like you're there in Australia and I'm here in Chicago. It looks like time is moving on a clock. It, it, It looks like there's space, there's distance. But we're beginning to recognize that all of this, these concepts are concepts of illusion. So then we sit back and we what do you mean illusion? You know, I see my clock is moving, and I know I've got an appointment this time, and what about that? But that's because we don't understand the word illusion. Illusion does not mean isn't real. Illusion does not mean doesn't exist. An illusion is simply something that isn't what it appears to be. So... If you were driving across Australia on a long road on a hot, bright, sunny day, with a handful of friends in your car, and way down ahead it looks like there's this pool of water in the middle of the road, like a mirage, right? You could see it, and so could your friends. Probably. Do you see that? Do you see that? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And when you get there, there's no pool of water. The mirage was real you all saw it it wasn't in your imagination alone it just wasn't what it appeared to be so as i speak in the book in the first book there's a lot of the appearance of duality i am this you are that here's the other the healing is coming in i'm going to send you a healing i want to receive a healing and that older duality language is used in a lot of our writings and it really has been for a really long time and so it doesn't matter whether it's shamanism or whether it's reiki it doesn't matter whether it's a technique that are thousands of years old and it really doesn't matter whether it's one of the new techniques that someone has just you know invented somehow or come up with today It's that languaging of otherness that becomes the division. So I started to recognize a lot of things before I understood what they were, before I really understood what they meant. So I guess to take you where I'm going to take you, I have to go to a touch more weird and then come back out. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. so started reconnective healing first showed up on a thursday i said in august of 1993. Um, in january of 94 i held my hands near one of my patients frederick Ponzlov, the co-author of the reconnection the second book and something strange started happening his muscles and his face were twitching just like a lot of the patients but the mouth moved a certain way and a high-pitched voice came out which became then deeper and stronger and a voice came through him that said we are here to tell you to continue doing what you were doing what you are doing is bringing light and information onto the planet now it was spoken with such intensity that i knew something strong was going on something powerful yet at the same time i'm thinking "Ah, i'm waving my hands in the air looking like an idiot people have Are having healings i am bound to attract people who you know think they have voices coming through them or something so i was kind of like stand back and wait and watch and see so it was an interesting little conversation that he shared with me and then he left and i sort of let it go two days later three other patients eyes rolled up and down face moved when i held my hands to them. the voice came out and said the very same first two sentences we are here to tell you to continue doing what you are doing what you are doing is bringing light and information onto the planet then two of them added what you're doing is reconnecting strands one of them said what you're doing is reconnecting strings a few days later fred came back in and said what you're doing is reconnecting strings now already these are four different patients of mine fred was fairly new but the other patients i had had for like 8 10 12 years and nothing weird like that happened with them before um nothing I, i shouldn't use the word weird but nothing seemingly inexplicable like that um and the next week about five other patients said the same thing now i want you to know that this went on for three months over 50 i mean five zero 50 different patients lost consciousness and spoke six verbatim phrases i just shared with you the first four um some of my patients were getting frightened ones in the other room thought i had lost my sanity ones that who were speaking these words got some got angry at me some got scared i said i don't know what you're angry at me for I said, i'm not the one speaking you are (laughs) but (laughs) I actually told this story once. I was at a very large gathering because I was going to different gatherings. I wanted to get information on what this was. Um, And I went and it was like Shirley MacLaine's famous psychic or something. And I'm sharing this story with him. And someone in the back of the room gets up because I was one of those patients. I left. I got angry, getting scared, and I left. Um, So it was looking like otherness. But what I started to discover about well, okay, so the third and fourth phrase is what you're doing is reconnecting strings. what you're doing is reconnecting strands. I knew that this healing was so huge, it couldn't fit into a box. So you couldn't give it a name because the name is a box, you know? once you say it's this, then you say it is this and it's not that. And if there were two things I definitely knew I knew, I didn't know what it was, and I certainly didn't know what it wasn't. so um, but people started calling it by all different names around the country and then around the world, and they all put my name into it Eric Pearl, high energy healing, and Pearl, you know, frequency healing. And this. so finally, I'm looking at those phrases that came through those people. I said, Well, let's use the word reconnection because it felt right, but it logically didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me because I was still viewing things linearly. Reconnect. Why isn't it just a connection? Why is it a reconnection? Now, in the exploration of things, you discover that things, things being plural, other, can reconnect. You can't connect the idea when you recognize we're all one, because you need at least two things to connect. Um, I, yeah. Yeah disconnected. But if you disconnect, then you're you're no longer really presence that you are. I mean, you could sort of say you're dead. I mean, so the reconnecting is actually the returning to the awareness that we are presence and that we are one. So I was still sending the healings, you know, I have a problem in my foot, so I'd go work over their feet, and have a problem in their shoulder, I'd work over their shoulders, until I started realizing that this intelligence, call it God, call it love, call it the infinite intelligence of the universe, it doesn't care if you call it that great watermelon in the sky, for God's sakes, um, knew where to go and what to do, and I was just being egotistically ridiculous trying to tell god or the universe you know where this person's problem this is where it needs to go and, and we are too we lie there on the tables to receive healing and we're saying okay god i want this and i want this what some infinite intelligence doesn't already know they didn't know when you made the appointment for the session they figured it out if not they figured it out when you were parking the car you know if you need to say one prayer once say one prayer and then let it go and just be in the knowingness. To receive, but we were still looking at the duality of sending, receiving, sending, receiving, sending, receiving. So, if I tried to send you a healing, I mean, right now, the people listening to your podcast, what the hell? Hey, so everyone there listening to this now, you ready? (laughs) Just try this for a minute. Open your hands for a moment and just let your fingers spread open a little bit, maybe stretch the palm in your skin. And notice what you feel. Just notice what you feel. Maybe it's nothing. Okay, you didn't lose anything. Maybe it's something. Observe the sensation. Most of you will start to notice something in your palms, but you may notice something in your body. You may notice it in your face. So It doesn't matter. What's, what should I be looking for? Nothing that I can tell you. Just be the awareness that you are, because you can't help that anyway tune in listen witness observe something will likely show up if not in this moment at some point soon now the reason i'm playing with this is not to say oh wow cool i'm feeling sensations. something's real no it's to say where's your mind go your mind is now going I was listening to that podcast and that Dr. Eric Pearl sent a healing and I received it. Well, actually, no. Okay. Because there's no separation or division between you and what we think of as me or I, between you and Hugo, between Hugo and the person across the street. I'm only receiving. But because we're all one, My receiving is your receiving. I can't send something to myself unless I use, you know, FedEx or UPS or something. There's no way I can send something to myself because I'm already here. So for those of you who are listening, if you're not driving a car and if you can do this safely, try this real fast. Just stand up. You don't have to put anything down. Just stand up, stand up, stand up. I'm give you three seconds to stand. Ready? You're standing? Good. Oh, Hugo, you're standing too. Cool. Okay. That's it. Don't need the camera. Just stand. Ready? Now, I want you to take a step toward yourself. Right. Can't do it, can you? So stop trying and sit back down. You can't take a step toward yourself. Why? Because you're already there is that kind of just plain and simple how can we step towards ourselves? i want to be more myself how it wouldn't matter what direction you moved your foot in to take a step toward yourself you'd only move in one direction that's away from yourself so if i try to send you something it's going somewhere other i can't when I receive, you receive. When you receive, the people you love receive. The people you like receive. Your third grade teacher who you couldn't stand at all, they receive too. There's no way to pick and choose. It's that oneness and the receiving of healing. So the first thing we have to learn, which really pisses the ego off, is to stop standing there going, oh, I found where the problem is. I feel the congestion I'm a medical intuitive, of course, you see, so I know where the problem is. And I'm going to move that energy over to that part of the body. Really? Are you going to wait for a thank you card from God? Dear medical intuitive, thank you so much for showing me where to go. I never could have figured it out without you. What about being? What about the recognition that the healing is perfect exactly as it is? So we take a lot of circuitous paths to healing. We want to know which way to spin the chakras. We don't stop and think if we're taking a plane from um, one part of south of the equator to north of the equator, when we're working on someone on the airplane spinning the the the, the chakras clockwise, do we then have to reverse the chakras when we get to the other side of the equator? What about... If the plane is following the line of the equator, do the chakras just go up or do they go down? What happens when we read books and we learn to spin the chakras clockwise? So we do clockwise and we're lying in bed for ourselves and we're spinning the chakras clockwise. But when we're standing over someone going clockwise and then we're looking up at our chakras going clockwise, one of those two directions is counterclockwise. So we're too linear. We're so linear that we're not in allowance. That the healing is about observation and receiving and being. It's about its presence, it's the presence of who we are. Now, That's a challenge for a lot of people because we want to hide behind technique. I've learned this technique. I've learned that technique. I've learned the other technique. Guess what? Technique is designed to self-dissolve. No, it isn't. I'm on my 63rd level of learning this particular technique. That's nice. And when you're ready, technique is designed to self-dissolve. Well, are you saying that technique doesn't have any value? Of course it has value. That's the value of letting yourself know that it's designed to self-dissolve leaving behind the essence the fragrance of what healing is a good set of training wheels on a bicycle has an amazing amount of value but you'll never receive the gift of them until you take them off of the bike you can master the bicycle with training wheels You could master the bicycle with 12 sets of training wheels. Oh, Tom, look at that kid going down the street. He's got 12 sets of training wheels on his back. He must be really good. He's not going to be any good at riding the bicycle. He'll have mastered the bicycle with training wheels, but he'll never master the bicycle until the training wheels come off. But, you know, our training wheels in the healing world often come with certificates that we cover our walls with that impress the people who come into us. So we view it as i've learned how to send the healing i know where to deliver it i know how to do this that and the other and our what might be called the separate self our ego our personality feels really good with that and feels really naked or at risk if we don't have that to stand behind. So what I first started seeing with Reconnective Healing was that people were receiving all the gifts of all the energy healing techniques ever heard of, including energy healing techniques that weren't even invented or created yet out then, yet they'd never studied any of those techniques. How is that happening? People say, well, what's Reconnective Healing reconnecting? Well, we could say, it's. Reconnecting us with the fullness of our being. Great. But, and it is. But there's something else that is reconnecting. It's reconnecting healing itself. How is that? Well, every time we learn an energy healing technique, it's like, Creating a little area of energy healing. It's it's like a little membrane within which are this kind of Reiki energies, and within another is that kind of Reiki, and within these are this kind of shigong and that kind of J- shigong and Jin shin and Joe Ray and and these kind of you know um, shamanistic approaches, and they're all in those different approaches and techniques. So they're all in little contained areas. They're in circumscribed areas. We use words that say they're chi and they're ki and they're prana, and the word means that it's just infinite energy. Well, you know what? I open up menus and I see words like New York cheesecake and I order them, but does it turn out to be New York cheesecake? Generally not. So it's not the word that we're using, it's the beingness that we are. And as What reconnective healing does is it allows the techniques to reach the fullness of what they're there to reach, which is to self dissolve. And suddenly, as all these little contained areas, the containers disappear, all of healing comes together. All of healing reconnects. We actually created false separation for the appearance of not being connected. We suddenly find we don't need to learn 12 other techniques. We need to let go of all technique. Reconnective healing has no technique and allow that to dissolve. Now, generally, people listening to a concept of healing tend to be pretty open to grasp this, especially when we're understanding more and more today our our non-dual existence. Also, people who've gone through a lot of learning of techniques tend to grasp this easily. But people who are still saying, I need to learn this and I want to learn that, and I'm still paying my money to my teacher for this, that. So sure that they want to go there. The question is, how do I honor my teacher if I transcend my technique? And the answer is really, I mean, if you learn from a teacher, you might not feel, they might not feel so honored. If you learn from someone who is a master who really realizes that there's no reason for the teacher-student divisional separation anyway, you're just really friends in a sharing of an experience. You find that's the only way to honor is to let go of the technique of being. So I'm watching a lot of thinking on your face. I'll pause for your mouth to catch up with it.
0: One of the things that I'm thinking about is as you're speaking about how the the technique is there to be dissolved, in that understanding, would that mean that if someone learned, uh, say, Reiki, that if they learnt that practice that, and then through whatever means, and I I don't know what this would look like specifically, but let that technique that the Reiki be dissolved, would that then come into them accessing everything and being it's still using duality language but like being its own reconnective healing or access like would that be the same or are you saying that reconnective healing is the way to dissolve them all
1: there's no let's not look at it as the way the new book is called the direct path to healing it's a trinity of energy light and information but it's called the direct path to healing why because it's a pathless path there is no path we're already there so we get to choose how far we want to go how many circles we want to turn in how many directions we want to go in how many levels we want to learn from until we come back to where to who we've always already been to who we are it's like but we haven't seen it because where our attention has been has been obscuring the picture like walking outside and you know you have a lot of gray clouds in in the sky you go the sky is gray today well actually no the sky is blue it's always blue wait for those gray clouds to pass you'll find out that the ever-present blue sky is that which it is what we're saying is what if you were the healing and therefore you needed nothing external. You needed no techniques. You needed no specific crystals. You needed no specific wands. You were true essence and beingness, which you are, so therefore you have nothing to fear. So you need not shake off negative energy and spray yourself with alcohol and worry about whether you're moving in this direction or that direction or whether you start at the feet or whether you started that. What if your very essence is what it is? is healing that's when you go through the line in the supermarket and whether you're shopping or whether you're the cashier one smile or glance exchanged is the healing takes no time
0: this is making me think i've read the bible but i know that there's a passage in you know, it when someone just touches jesus and they here and it's this thing of just being in his presence, um, and I think that's true of many masters. So then, God, okay, this is challenging being in a being so trained to see things dualistically and trying to ask a question that
1: it, it is, is, is
0: non-dualistic. So, so that is the, the state of this this being. How do we? get there if there's like if we're already there how do we get there
1: i don't you can't but you (laughs) can allow yourself to cognize it Uh, notice i didn't say recognize cognizing is when you see it right away Then we recognize, to recognize again, and every time we recognize, we bring it more through the mind and more through the mind and more through the mind, and we outthink it, we outthink it, we outthink it. We're the only animals that outthink our gut. You know, most animals walking around the planet, they know what to eat. No, we sit there and say, hmm, how many grams of cholesterol is in this crap? Um, And it's not that it's foolish, because we've created a bunch of weird foods to eat. But there's a knowingness, there's a natural design. And we outthink our gut intentions. Let's go back to the analogy that you used, okay? So first of all, I wasn't raised Christian. and I don't know that I'm of any one religion. Reconnective healing is not of any one religion. But let's use that analogy of Jesus. First of all, I think it was in John that what Jesus said was recounted as, and I'm paraphrasing it. These things that I do, you will do, and more. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Now, first of all, it really irritates a lot of people to hear someone saying, these things that I do, you will do, and go, are you saying that you're Jesus? Oh, wait. If you're upset at that part of the phrase, get to the next part, and more. How do you like that? So, and then we go, well, no, that's not what he meant. That's not what he meant. That's what, What did he mean? Because... These are the words. So either you believe the words that were written down, which were really written by human beings anyway, or you don't. But pick one. You can't walk down the street with your right foot on the east side of Main Street and your left foot on the west side of Main Street, or what's coming down the middle of the road is not always very attractive. Okay? I mean, where are you? Who are you? And then what did Jesus do, just to take your example further? He sent his 12 disciples out to go and heal others. Now, if you read the story, did they know how? No. Were they nervous as all get out because they didn't know how or what? Yes. And did they facilitate healings? Yes. So, are you any... More or less human than the disciples, well, we sort of build in an illusion of separation by calling them Saint Mark and Saint Matthew and Saint This and Saint That because you, well, I'm not a saint. Well, you know, really, uh, that's a choice you get to make of how you view yourself. If Jesus is saying these things that I do, you will do and more, and then demonstrates it in twelve random. Most of them were Jewish followers. What makes you any less or more human? What makes the directive any less or more? Now we're going, oh, well, this is getting philosophical. I don't have to get philosophical over this, really. You know, I mean, part of what allowed reconnective to he- healing to be so big was that because I gave continuous demonstrations around the world, I'd go and I'd speak in large groups or gatherings, and then we'd bring someone up who, didn't believe in it and facilitate the healing. And if that weren't enough, then I started shifting it to bringing up probably needed a healing in someone else who didn't believe in it, who was in the audience and I'd have that person facilitate the healing because it just doesn't matter. Being an essence is who and what we are. And people say, oh yes, but this will work because I'm open to it. I have faith in it. So what? That has nothing to do. This healing doesn't care. Whether you believe in it or not, it's not going, oh, I'm so glad that guy believes in me because I'm healing and I couldn't exist with it. Otherwise, it's sort of like taking a cup of coffee and setting it on the table Well, you put the table is going to hold that cup of coffee. And I can pretty much promise you the cup of coffee does not need to believe in the
0: table. Okay. so
1: so (laughs) I'm so sorry on this podcast. People can't see your face. Because I'm so enjoying seeing your face as we do this.
0: <laughs> I, on the other hand, am very grateful that no one sees it. Um, so then, when you are—I'm not even sure if this is the right sentence—but like doing reconnective healing, you're still doing something. Like you you still have to be there, and I, I've seen demonstrations of you. You're still. Moving your hands, though you have, you did mention in the book that you could even do it with oh, your eyes. So, sorry. how does that play into it that there is still something that is sort of consciously being done on your end or whoever's end is? I'm not sure if facilitating is the right word, but letting that happen.
1: Um, so, it looks go- like it, right? Yeah. Looks like something's being done. Ever seen anything that looked like something and it wasn't?
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about. uh, Okay, so there we go.
1: When you see me moving my hands or showing people how to move their hands, it's teaching people how to just tune in a little bit to the awareness that they already are. Doesn't matter whether you're moving your hands or not, there's no doing. Healing is about being it's hard to be when you're doing well i want to move my hands three times this way and then i count to ten and then i do this over here and then what's the next thing i do should i go here while we're so busy lost in doing we're not allowing ourselves to be and that's not really where i think well, i think we're looking for listen you can't technique your way into love right you can read a book about love but eventually you gotta put the page, let go your awarenesses and then something just takes over that always has been because it's you you can't technique your way into love and you can't technique your way into healing technique can't take you there it doesn't mean that you might not decide to sit at the edge of a pool and let your feet float back and forth or intentionally move your hands certain ways to experience the water but are you doing when you let that go you're just
0: being and then i'm not sure if this is getting too too nitty-gritty and kind of three-dimensional in something that is beyond that. Um, but then is there a difference between reconnective healing, and I'm getting that this isn't even the right word as, as we're talking, and just the practice of being present, or I'm not even sure that's the right word, but just being present or in the moment. Because, I mean, if I was just present and in the moment next to someone, I would be rather surprised if they just walked up out of their wheelchair like there still seems to be something else from what i'm seeing but i could be extremely wrong what if
1: you were right what if you were right that you were being presence itself is the portal is the doorway to the healing and therefore it is the healing and therefore it's your healing as well as anyone else's. You know, um, when you say, I I love, there are many wonderful speakers I enjoy listening to, one of which is Rupert Spira from um, the UK. And I believe he says, When you say you don't know where to start, you've already begun. You don't know how to do the healing, but the fact that you're looking at that question, you realize that you already are the healing, and it's already being shared. In everyday life, our experiences tend to obscure our beingness. It's cold, I'm skiing, I'm hungry, I'm going down the the hill too fast, it, it's, it's hot, the salt water's itching, and we're all about our experience. So it's obscuring our being. Yet, when we're allowing ourselves to be in the experience of healing, it obscures all those other types of experiences and what becomes what more clear to us is the being the awareness that we are when we are in the experience of we may have studied with some of the best healing masters around the world who live in caves in tibet and their places and deep into brazil or something when we're in the experience of doing a healing we're never quite there because we're looking to be there when really it's all about being here we're not being when you're following a recipe you're not in your being you're not being. Yeah, part of you is being, but. And I can't even say our being because our being is not our being. It's being, because it's all of one. Now, this is, see, this is what's, oops, sorry. This is what's a little difficult for the, for the ego, for the mind well for the personality we don't see ourselves as healers we don't see ourselves as healing so we go to look for the how. and we figure we can't be healing until we learn how to do healing so we get countless books and directions and instructions and things to say and ways to breathe and what to wear and which side of the body and all of that is telling us that we're not enough maybe we are born here into life simply to be born into the obscuration, the blocking of the recognition to learn how to recognize who we are. If you talk to a lot of people who have um, what are called um, near-death, or life-after-death experiences, they're going to tell you things that are quite similar to that. We have to be aware of the simple feeling of being that allows us to come back to ourselves. And in that, in our own recognition of that, it is our healing. And we can't have our own healing because we don't live in a compartment. It's just like... just. The reconnecting of healing i talked about reconnecting of, of, of any perspective if you're in a large house with lots of different windows you look out of each window they each give you different views but you'll even even if you look out of every window you're never going to see the whole picture because each view is limited by the window frame which is limited by the wall that supports the window frame so until we're willing to go outside go up on the roof hold hands have a party that's when we can see The whole larger picture. What happens when we bring another window frame back in? What happens when we bring another training wheel back in? What happens when we bring another technique back in? Then we reduce the view to what fits in there and it begins to appear to be of separation. The glimpse, you know know what someone said, and I don't know if this was um, Francis Lucille or Eckhart Tolle or Rupert Spira, or others, think of the glimpse that we talked about earlier, you know, when you're in your session, and all the experiences blocking things as it falls away, and you're in that glimpse, think of it as a free sample given by God, but now we have to learn how to look for it, how to recognize it, and we said, well, what's healing, but if you're looking to have a A conversation on healing and saying healing means you move this way and you do that and you add the other and but that's that's not those are techniques you either want to you're either here looking to master energy healing techniques are you looking to be the mastery that is healing itself which is it here to master healing or to master techniques because the fact is, the only reason we're looking for techniques is for the healing. But what if we are already that? Listen, I didn't plan this. I told you, I went home one night thinking I was a doctor. I came back in and I was something else. My patients weren't expecting this, nor was I. I went into my first patient just like all the subsequent ones thinking I was doing just what I was doing as a chiropractor, and they were coming into me just as they had always been as my chiropractic patients, and healing started happening. There wasn't faith, there wasn't hope, there wasn't belief. There weren't steps, there weren't procedures. Well, what's wrong with faith, hope, and belief? Well, faith, hope, and belief are beautiful ways to be almost there, I'm really, almost here, because everything is here. I've, you know, You're, you're sitting there. And there's a camera. And you stood up a minute ago when I said, stand up, you know? So you were wearing, I don't know, jeans or whatever you were wearing. So I could say to you, do you believe that you're wearing jeans? And you'll say, yeah, okay. Do you have faith that you're wearing jeans? Yeah. Wearing jeans? Yeah. But it's not the same thing as just knowing. It's how we get closer. It's how we climb the ladder up to the diving board. And then we still have to walk along the dive before we let go. So faith, hope and belief are bringing us closer. Methods bring us closer. If I were standing 5 feet in front of you and I wanted to walk to you, you could give me I can give you a technique to do it. I'll step halfway. I'm halfway there. Step halfway again. Now I'm closer. Step halfway again. Now I'm closer. Halfway again. Halfway again and closer, 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 but I'm never going to get there until I allow the technique to dissolve as it is intended to teach me to be. Because that's the only time that I can simply step to you. Until then, I'm only stepping halfway. But sometimes we become so seduced by the presented glory of the technique that we forget why. We were drawn in to the technique to begin with. And when we forget that, see, what am I seeing in you right now? Okay. That's the healing. See your eyes? That's the healing. Because when we allow ourselves to forget that, we touch truth. That's why your eyes are red and watery now. Because there's a touching of a truth, which means we're no longer attached to all those externals the external powers that we can forget that can fall away that can break that can be lost that we're not sure what to do we're told every time we're told how to do something more and more right we're really being spoon-fed fear of, careful don't do it wrong but healing does not reside in fear it resides in love and love doesn't need to be told how to do it right love doesn't accept fear of doing it wrong light is not hampered by darkness there is no such thing as a battle between light and dark much as it's talked about because darkness isn't light exists darkness is an absence of light and you can't show up for war when there's no one on the other side but an absence
0: Could you because I feel like that's um, a beautiful spot to leave it. I think it's that that's the surrender. Um so I know you've written and, and you mentioned a little bit a new book with Gillian Fleer. Could you tell people a little bit about
1: that? Sure. The book is called The Direct Path to Healing. A trinity of energy, light, and information. Now, we use the word trinity because this is about energy, light, and information. Um, really, as the scientists started to recognize in this healing started to tell us, they're finding aspects of light and information they hadn't seen here before in the existence of the energy that's been present. So we didn't want to say trilogy because it sounded too religious. Trinity might a little bit, but listen everything is spirit everything is is spiritual i mean you know a rock is spiritual as you crack it open and you see it forms crystals. so whatever word we want to use but it's a direct path to healing meaning there's nothing you have to do your healing is a revealing of you to you and in that revealing It's a portal for you, but it's a portal for everyone else because our receiving is everyone's receiving. Let me ask you a question. Okay? There's a lot on your face as we talk. What's the question that you didn't ask?
0: It so I'll, I'll just preface this by saying that it's as you're speaking, I'm realizing it's probably not relevant because it's counter to the surrender that's happening at the same time. Um, okay. but the the question is with regards to um just that the the letting go of technique and in the book you write about how we're stepping into a new paradigm and how, things that might have worked in the past might not work now or work differently, and so forth. Um, and you know, as the description of this podcast suggests, I'm very interested in uh, sort of indigenous wisdom, ancient ways of healing. And I would like to know your perspective on discerning what is relevant and that we can take forward with us, and I'm not sure if we even should take anything with what you're saying, and how we discern of things that are no longer relevant and that we can leave behind, as you mentioned, uh, you know, needing to shake negative energy off in a bowl of water and so forth. Uh, that's the thing that's been percolating, but it's in opposition to the surrender that's happening in my body at the same time. So
1: it is see the direct path to healing goes directly as you're experiencing now to your true nature it doesn't get involved with looking at the content of our thoughts we go straight to the awareness that we are so when we have experiences we're cut off in traffic you know by another car we get angry at this we're annoyed that we're waiting we become impatient with this we focus on uh, i am angry i'm impatient i am da-da-da-da-da. and yet what healing is is it allows the experiences to become softer and what becomes more present is the i am and in i am Say, I am. I am. Say it again. I am. How do you feel?
0: The good and, in simple terms. And just as I'm noticing, okay, what's happening is the the heart or center of the chest begins to open or feel warm or remember something.
1: I is the only really thing that we know. Not the I of the ego or the personality, but I. Well, how do you begin a sentence if I ask you a question? You say, well, I, you know, it's your name. And it's the infinite being that we are, which is, even in our experiences of anger and frustration and impatience and da 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 But what you are is peace, is love is happiness is wholeness is health healing and as we let go of the focus on the outer experience and the focus on the ego looking to perform we realize that and that realization cannot help but be shared that's healing you go Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it shows up in ways that are instantaneous because it doesn't have to wait it isn't waiting it just is i am it is you are now in the book are there stories of course in um well you know in the first book there are stories and there are some exercises in the new book, in The Direct Path to Healing, there well, in, in, in Solomon Speaks on Reconnecting Your Life, there's a lot of amazing insights. That's a book that is not a sit down and read from one page to the other. That's kind of let it take you where it takes you. But in The Direct Path to Healing, yeah, there are stories, some stories about healings. There are exercises and ways to go through that help you find this. But the fact is, what you're finding is already there it's in that little treasure chest in your back of your bedroom when you were a kid you oh look what i found but i remember this because it's always present you are okay
0: if people would i think that's a beautiful place to um leave it if people would like to find out more about you, um, how can they do that? And I'll put uh, the links in the description. And if there's anything else you want to let people know that we haven't covered, um, feel free to share that.
1: Sure, very easy. Um, go to, you know, this is called reconnective healing. The truth is, is reconnective healing is healing by letting go of all the subsets. It's just reconnecting healing. So you can go to. Um, The reconnection.com. You can Google up reconnective healing. You can google up my name, Eric Pearl or Jillian Fleer. You'll 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 find endless. There are training programs all around the globe. You can also go to something called reconnectiveacademy.com. So or reconnectivehealing.com. Reconnective academy, I think, will take you to some of the international training programs. We don't have one planned yet, but we will. Um, for Australia, um, but we do have them around the globe in many, many, many different languages. Often they're in English and another language, but sometimes it's combinations. We have amazing teaching. It's It's about the beauty of friendship and the recognition that is revealed therein. It is, to go back to the beginning, it is beyond words. There are no words words shine a light that points you to something but words also by virtue of being words tend to hide or obscure the picture so we sort of want to like look at the words see where it points us then let the words fall away and discover who we are and all of a sudden healings physical mental emotional spiritual show up they may show up in exactly the way you're looking for at them for and to be truly fortunate they'll show up in ways that you have not even dreamed of
0: thank you eric this has been uh, quite the experience Um, and i think it's just that it's the experience because i can still feel my mind going but like, what about this question? How about that? And the body's just going, <laughs> just, OK. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. You know what else? I, I know what I would like to tell you. Yeah. On, um, well, I don't know. You're a day later, right? You're, you're.
0: Um, I'm a day ahead. So it's. You're um, a day
1: ahead, right? Yeah. Like, you're Tuesday where you are right yeah. now, and I'm Monday. OK. Yeah. So anyway um so it's probably on thursdays there in australia but i'll just give you u.s stuff and you can recalculate in the u.s on wednesdays um i do an ig live every wednesday it's usually about 7 45 in the morning california time 10 45 in the morning new york time um, where we will do um, meditations or receive the frequencies or play with them and talk about insights gently and easily and we also um after that's over there's another something called the Re- reconnective um well rlc reconnective life community where we have different things on wednesdays where we either talk about the solomon speaks book which is the channeled information from that person fred Ponslav i told you about that came in through that we held on to that information for 20 years before we finally published it but you know, our first book's in 40 languages. Uh, Solomon Speaks is in, I don't know, 20-some or 30. The new one is going around the world. So we've got gatherings that you can come join us on on Zoom and just dip your toe in the water and say, I think I like this conversation. I want to hear more. I'll join on the Zoom. I don't have to show my picture. I can. I can ask questions. I can just listen. So just reveal yourself to yourself. That's That's what we're really here to do. Wow that's a healing yeah thank, thank you for yeah. having me on as a guest i so appreciate that and you know if you know look at the uh the direct path to healing if you like that book maybe uh, jillian and i will come join you together if you think i've taken you places wait and see where jillian takes you
0: that'd be awesome um thank you thanks Thank you for listening to Wise Roots. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, comment, subscribe, follow or leave a review and share this with someone who might enjoy it as well, because doing so helps more people find this podcast. To support this work, head over to the link in the description. There you'll also find my written pieces of content, offers as well as a link to join the Wise Roots newsletter, which means that even if the platform on which you're listening to this decides to ban me, I'll be able to let you know where I've relocated to. Till next time, ciao, adios, au revoir.